This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. This week, I'm joined by Simply Alex. It's been almost a year since we spoke, and there's lots to catch up on. His beloved Celtic were added. Lots of little adjustments to So Rare this week. We've pegged the eighth, new gameplay page, all sorts of stuff happening. Big summer ahead, you know, predicting the future, talking about things that have happened in weeks gone by. Some nice wins of cards from both of us recently. Great to catch up with Alex. I hope you enjoy it. If you're on YouTube, do like, do subscribe, comment below. If you're what if you're listening to this on podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Please enjoy the podcast and we'll see you again next week. Simply Alex, you handsome devil, Celtic shirt on, looking pretty chipper. What's happening? Welcome back. Oh, thanks a lot for having me back, mate. It's good to talk to a celebrity these days. So yeah, you know, you haven't grown too big to your boots. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to put out an I'm sorry video since we last spoke, so it I shows know, I'm yeah. making waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does looking chipper actually mean? I said you look quite chipper. Yeah, it sounds like a real English good. posh thing. Yeah, I think it looks like you look kind of like hmm, up for it. Yeah, chat me up early. I like to see it. Yeah, yeah. But your Celtic have come on. That's the first thing that I hit you with. That's the big thing that's changed in in, in simply Alex world. Yeah. Um, Celtics come on. Have you went balls deep? Well, it's funny. I, I heard you talking on the podcast, and then you're like, "Oh, I know Quinny's gone balls deep. I know McBride's gone balls deep. I wonder if simply Alex's gone balls deep." And in my head, I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna he's gonna think awful of me." I actually haven't gone that hard, but I was actually saving up enough money to go hard on um, the rare, rare division Celtic cards because obviously mm. I know the most about them. And like, you know, it's 10 times the risk or it's about five times the risk where you're spending five times as much. You need to be like as much confidence, if that makes sense. Um, mm. So yeah, I basically was saving up. I've gone hard and got Joe Hart. Um, I saw you got a nice reward today. That man, um, I won't spoil it, but that man is someone I'm after, if not um, his partner in crime for a little bit cheaper. But, you know, it's just a decision of how much if I can get up and, you know, do I sell off, you know, prize cards like Enzo Fernandez and, and mm. when they're at their peaks like they are now? It's tough to say. Yeah. yeah, tough one. So for anyone listening, Carter Vickers, this is going to be Friday. If you haven't watched the reward opening, you're a chump. Go and watch it. Um, probably don't now, but watch next. Watch the next one. Uh, but Carter Vickers, you, you were you mentioned a bit of a live negotiation, and my problem is I don't want to negotiate with you for your Joe Hart, but I don't think he's for sale. Because I no, think, yeah, very much overpaid it for him. Thanks a lot, McBride. It's just one that um, I wanted to get on on the you know in the club so I can step up to rare if I need to, mm. and um, you know keeping as many doors open as possible. It cost me about like one point five k, so it's like <laughs> an expensive door to open. But you know, mm. say if they were to nerf limited cards, and then all of a sudden I've got a gallery that's just been nerfed. At least I have that option to go into rares um, at like the cheapest available you know entry point. It will be for the next year probably. When you say if they nerf limited cards, is that something that's worrying you? No, not at all. It's just I always try and be like diversified with my investments. So, you know, I've got NFTs, I've got cryptos, I've got stocks, I've got commodities, I've got alternative investments. So, you know, that's the type of person I am. So I always think with an investment mindset to everything I put money towards, really. You do have other NFTs. Have you still got your mutant dip? Yes, I sure do. Um, I saw it hit the, um, I did debate selling it. I, I saw it hit 42 ETH and keep in mind, I bought it for free ETH, um, the most ridiculous profit you could see. 
and I held on to it. There was, there was a land drop coming, so I got an extra, I think it was like five ETH worth of land, which is cool. Um, managed to drop down to back to 20. And the reason I didn't sell it is because I really didn't have like another another place mm. to put the money. All I'm really looking to do is is buy a house. And I, I'm just not you know, prepared to buy a house at this stage. You know, my girlfriend mm. has would obviously have to put some money towards it. We'd have to decide on what country, you know, where we want to stay. So, um, you know, ultimately it would go into another investment. And I think, you know, these ultra high premium NFTs are some of the best investments out there at the moment. So yeah, I kept hold of it. And uh, What's it <laughs> Uh, 20 i think so the floors are 20 yeah but which is like obviously a 50 percent hit's massive but you know we've just had like the announcement of basically a global recession so it doesn't really bother me like mm. every asset's down really you couldn't make money in, in this market at the moment um except for maybe some so records um coming soon hopefully <laughs> <laughs> diamond hand alex so yeah no well celtics here um i've got carter vickers i've mentioned joe hart i'm thinking like I think it's looking ever more likely he's going to re-sign for Celtic. If that happens, there's very few. I don't even know if anyone scores as well as him at centre-back, over 23, under 23, whatever. He's an absolute beast. So for me, it's a case of do you keep him or wait and sell him? I think I, I think I probably keep him because I, I'm the worst at this. I keep going and buying these under 23 super rares when really what I need is absolute studs like him for my all-star pro team to stick beside Vanekin and the boys. Um, but it's excited because now... I have a reason to cheer Celtic. Now I have a reason to follow another team. And that's actually something I like with rewards. Do you know when you win a guy from a club that you don't have exposure to? Like, it was a big part of me when I bought the Leroy Sané, albeit he went shit after that. Quinny mugged me. Quinny gave me like, <laughs> you know, you should know when you're buying it off Quinny, you're probably getting stung. Um, I think I gave him the most that was paid for a Sané almost ever. And Sané's shite now on a third of the price. But, <laughs> and that's before you take into account the, the drop in the price of ETH. But, it gave me that, you know, I used to cringe when Bayern did well. And I say, oh, I've got cover. And then even at Limited, when I went down and got the Mbappe and Haaland, I was so sick of them scoring and killing my under-23s. It was like, now I can cheer. And there's something nice about that. You know, these yeah, Celtic stacks. Completely. Now I'm going to have a little bit of cover and something to cheer about. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the an extra thing to cheer. you as well. So I just want to say, there's an extra thing for you there as well, because if you go to, you know, vlog any game, the Celtic support is going to be unreal to like actually vlog the experience, um, you know, walking up the Gallagher, you know, you're Irish as well. You're going to be with all the tricolors. Honestly, it would be one of the best vlogs ever, you know, to support a team that I love as well. You know, obviously I'm going to say it's a bit biased, but just a, a unreal support and to get to an actual game would be great for you. So. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Do you know, actually, it is a big thing, like, because I've been thinking recently, like, I'd love to, like, nail my colours to the mast, if that's even a saying, because mm. I am one of these, like, nomads who supports players more than teams, but, like, I've really enjoyed AC Milan this year. You know, I've obviously got the Raphael Leao, the wee Kalulu, and I've really enjoyed following them, and I'm like, hmm, it'd be kind of fun. I've also kind of became a bit of a closet Liverpool supporter because I'm always watching their games because of Trent. Yeah, and I've you know, so I'm kind of like, would it be nice to just build a Liverpool team and you know suck it up or build an AC Milan team and just be that guy and go and buy the shirt and become a supporter at 28? Like, yeah, it's a bit, it's half and half. It, it divide opinions for me. You know, you're never too old to really get behind a football team and properly um, support it. I think you can follow football teams and you can support football teams. And for me, you know, I. I support one football team at Celtic and I follow a couple others like Roma and Fulham and um, just for the joys of, you know, supporting something, getting behind something, have something to kind of cheer on. But yeah, you know, 
I'd jump into a team that you really like and just get right behind them, go to as many games as you can, get involved with supporters, go to supporters clubs. You know, mm. that's the joys of football, really. And um, ultimately, it's so rare leading you there. So shows the joys of so rare as well. Yeah. And I, I know a few people who are like Milan supporters from Ireland. There's a there's a good um, supporters club in Ireland. So I don't know, maybe Milan. But then I also have like a Napoli stack. Maybe I need to, mm. I don't know, I need to find which club's ethos works for me. But, yeah. um, you know, St. Pauli as well. I wish they had got promoted to the Bundesliga. I could have got into that. But anyway, Alex, again, I think we already said it. Maybe we said it off air. But 27th of August, 21 was the last time you were on the podcast. It blows my mind every time I go trawling back through to see who I haven't spoke to in a long time. You know, it's nice talking to new people. And I'm sure people like the new guests. I'd actually like to hear this. Do people love new guests all the time? Or would you like a solid rotation of, of the... 10 to 15 that we know tried and trusted because it's nice trying out all these new names that I have but occasionally you just want to speak to someone who you haven't spoke to in a while Alex and it was time but you joined for anyone listening who wasn't around back in August uh, on this podcast you joined in the Gary V boom 5th of the 3rd 21 Um, absolute boomer (laughs) you were a boomer you got stuck into your rares I don't know if you got into super rares but whenever limiteds came out you decided I want to go and play with the guys who I know the guys the best players in the world and you became a limited whale I'm going to say you coined the term Um, and you went off and you bought all the best limited cards and now you rock Messi's Vinicius's Bellingham's Cruz's I'm sure everyone how has that went for you since we last spoke because I think when we last spoke well, you, I don't know if you were doing that already last August, but I'm pretty sure Limiteds continued to rise through that period. They were released in the August. You were obviously on a week or two later, mm. um, and they probably rose for you a bit. And then what's happened since? Are you happy with the progress? Or Yeah, honestly, I think that was probably the best decision I could have made at the time, and I did make at the time. Uh, they kind of rose, crashed back down, and then rose even higher. Um, and obviously, I held them throughout that. And now looking at the position I'm in this year, like, you know, I've got a wide variety of teams I can spread out. I've learned how important depth is to this game to actually like top podiums, which I completely underestimated for you know most of this year. And now looking at the next year, I'm going to have some of the most powerful cards on the game. And I do have the most powerful cards on the game at this stage, because if you keep in mind, I've got like one of a thousand Tony Cruz. I've got 21 out of a thousand uh, Orlean Shemaini. And it's like, I've trained them every game I can. I've put them in high scoring lineups. I've got absolute monster XP. So, um, you know, they're probably not floor um if you say floor they're probably not floor cards for that level now so yeah i um and just i'm not even talking about the enjoyment right i've gone from having this like one or two teams where i wasn't really competing um I, i'd never won a rare award um from the thresholds i'd obviously hit thresholds quite consistently but now i'm watching teams i know you know i got an early on vinicius junior which i love i started you know not supporting Real Madrid, but I've enjoyed watching Real Madrid play, even though I've hated them for history because being, you know, Henrik Larsson and Lionel Messi are both big Barcelona players who I followed. So, yeah, um, financially, it's been good. Fun-wise, it's been great. Um, win, win, win for me. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing with Limited. Like, I jumped over and I love the exposure I have to a bunch of different guys. I went a bit of a spending spree a month or two ago when I went in and bought, like, the Upamecano bought the Shemeni, Pedri, Mbappe, Haaland. I was like, do you know what it is? I want to get behind these guys. And now I have to say, I'm actually buzzing looking at Haaland in the Dortmund jersey knowing he's not there anymore. It's like a little piece of history. Um, And I think it's already adding to the collectability of that card. And even Mbappe, nailing those colours to PSG and what he could do at that club over time. But I think like Limiteds definitely are fun. Um, And I think you got into it at the right time. XP is huge. And it's something I underestimated. I bought a Frontal stack way after they came out. 
and even now the guys maybe have four or five percent like their last season cards and it's just like i can't play the full stack because i will not win so i have yeah. to pick take one of them out and put in a differential and captain the differential and it's it's rough but like are you finding actually you know with um i had this in rare last week no i lie did i have it in rare last week i had it in limited uh i won the star limited but there was two teams um, me and another guy both played Donnarumma, Pamacano, Haaland, Mbappe, and Chimeni or something. Yeah. Big scores, but same cards. He had higher XP, and it was heartbreaking when I actually went and looked and realized I actually can't win. Do you you know? can never win. Yeah, um, the XP is huge, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, I've. It's it's kind of invisible. You never really see it on the on the divisions unless someone's exactly copied your team, and you know. It, my teams are a bit kind of unique not many people would put out the same teams as me i'd say so it's kind of invisible but if if like my shimani and someone else's shimani put in the same 60s i'm getting like a free extra points like mm. you know that's going to push you miles up the leaderboard and as more people get on boarded right these leaderboards are going to get more condensed and condensed to so like it will only ever become more important and you know i'm proud that you know I've been that diamond hand, so I've just sat on my cards, you know, through thick and thin, especially someone like Lionel Messi, where he's just been the biggest pain. Um, but now, you know, next season, hopefully a more stable PSG with a much better manager and, uh, yeah, could just knock out hundreds every every game like he did in Barca. Mm, Messi's, yeah, he's definitely, he's kind of grown into PSG, hasn't he? And he yeah. wasn't great at the start of the season. Yeah, he's yeah, he's I think he's still at the most assist in the league. Like he just wasn't Lionel Messi. He was still one of the best players in the world, but he wasn't the yeah, best just, in the world. Exactly. That's yeah. that's it. He wasn't Lionel Messi, but he was still outrageous. Yeah, um, like exactly. if you go and look at his scores, like I mean, he's put up a yeah. load of hundreds recently. Um oh, you can at, go for it. <laughs> I, I looked at Surrey data and they show you like your best player's performance. Messi was number two, right? That's how good he's been. I, he's been with so much pain. And if you go, um, shout out Sura Data, by the way, they keep just upgrading, you know, everything without even telling us. Where is this? Um, so if you go on, you know, my gallery and then you go roster stats. <gasps> roster Can I just stats. say something? I now have a little win on my gal on my like thing on Sura Data because I won last week. Mate, that was so sick. Yeah, what's your opening? Shame about oh, the reward. Yeah. That's and you, I know, you that's did let me down a little bit though. There was no like know. celebration. You were just like, "Oh yeah, my first win!" Like you should have had the party poppers. Yeah, out, the should have had champagne, yeah. party poppers. Yeah. yeah, okay, you're right. You if made, I ever you made more effort for your training video, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, the right. Training you're to, right. The Eve grinding one. Yeah, you you made so much effort for that, and your first win, you're like, "Oh yeah, can't wait for the reward." Oh, this is who we yeah. get. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, I'm on roster stats. Yes, who is your top? SO5 average. A Pamacano. Ah, he's my number two now. Is this based off them or times I've played them? I think it's every score they've had since they've joined your gallery, but that's just from like... Okay. Actually, yeah, that's not true because well, Joe Hart's most minutes. It must be this season, I'd say. You can look over the last five. Oh, last sorry. 15. Yeah, that's what it is. Last 15. Last, last 40. 40. On the side, yeah. Over the last 15... Net decisive actions in Mbappe is 23. Next best is Kulisevsky with 11. That shows how good Kulisevsky's actually been. He's ahead of Gakbo, Rodrigo, Vanekin. Um, yeah, I'm actually touching on him. I like. I thought that was one of the worst transfers he could make. I was like, I don't know why you're holding this card. I don't know why anyone would buy him. 
you know, he's gone to a harder league at like a worse team. He couldn't get in the Juventus team. So it's like, he's done absolutely incredible. I had him in my fantasy football team on, on FPL. Um, yeah. yeah. And fair play to you for holding on to him, you know, diamond hands yourself. You see, I am a bit of a diamond hand when it comes to an under 23 super rare because yeah. I very much buy guys with long term in mind. I'm not trying to flip mm. these guys. And I bought like, you know, a lot of them haven't worked out. Don't get me wrong. Anwar Al Hajj, what a disappointment. Nicholas Raskin, mm. what happened there? Theate, okay, he's a long term one. But like, occasionally they come off, you know, okay, albeit I, I pay, paid quite a high price for like the likes of the Kulisevsky, but like, he came off, you know, so did Nico Williams for a while. I'm sick of saying I'm the biggest one that was Rafa Leai. Bought mm. him nine months ago when he was mad out of favor. And now he's probably one of the most expensive under 23 forwards in the platform. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Like if that is a luxury of a slightly bigger gallery where you can sit, you know, and it's maybe how you feel with limited where you could you maybe bought Vinicius before he kicked into overtime. Sure um, did. <laughs> 10x. Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is yeah. a luxury of bigger galleries, but like they're so satisfying when it comes off. And a lot of them let, don't, and you only hear about the wins. <laughs> let me let me tell you, it's another benefit of depth. I've been trying to like explain this to new joiners and stuff that you know. Rather than buying five cards, you have to buy like 10 now in the same division. So let's say buy 10 challenger players and, you know, you'll have opportunities to swap them out. And, and just to like make a point of this, I, I picked up the best, what I consider the best five players um, in champion Europe. So I got Neymar, Messi, Tony Cruz in midfield, uh, defender Jules Kundia, who's probably not the best, but because he could dip into under 23s and Bono, who was like, you know, most clean sheets in La Liga. So, you know, what I consider the best score. And I, I, I think I've probably got like a handful of tier ones, never got a star. They've never really had a good run. Whereas my under 23 mm. team with a lot more depth, subbing in players with better fixtures, that's done so much better. So even when you're starting small, you know, I know it's very hard starting on like a low budget, but depth is so crucial and it's so overlooked on this game. Yeah, 100%. I think, like, I forget the importance of the depth my gallery has because I do yeah. have it. And I'm training mm -hmm. players that you kind of would want to play every week. But, like, um, I think it's hard because we so often maybe don't preach that to beginners as guys who make content, you know, because you're always talking about the optimal way to start on a smaller budget or what to do with your first bit. You're not saying, like, because I think if it is only five cards you can buy, quite often, like, if, if you're on a really lower budget, maybe you want, to take that risk with five guys who are better rather than seven guys who are all slightly worse but then equally maybe over the course of a season you'll yield more with the seven guys than you will with the five because injuries will shaft you it's a real hard one to balance and it's no one size fits all but um depth is maybe something that i don't pay enough attention to because of the luxury of having it because it was here early enough you know yeah yeah. Um, it's it's things you don't notice like you know having more training teams to get out having like midweek fixtures with really quiet games and you've got a goalkeeper that can play and you know four outfield players as well um yeah it, it's super mm -hmm. undervalued and it, it's just hard to tell a newcomer like oh you know i just go out and get the best five cards and it's like you know they can barely afford five cards let alone tell them to get 10 it, like realistically if you can only afford five or six cards in the division you're playing and you're either playing in too high a division or you should probably shouldn't have a team unless you're trying to play for fun mm. because one injury is just you know ruthless for your gallery or like you know you can't really sell at a loss and then you can't you you know you haven't got the team to hold until they get better kind of thing and we've mm. seen this week in, in america and asia that the injuries have just been ridiculous so um minimum 10 10 players is what i'd, I'd probably say to a beginner now oh actually you know what i did this week i went away at the weekend playing golf, drinking a million pints, <laughs> came back late in the day, had to step my teams, 
And I threw Royal Gustavo in, who's like accumulated yellows or something, into one team. And I threw Taniguchi into another, who got a red card last week. But, you know, when you're looking through the L5s trying to work it out, I just, you know, if ta- whatever about the yellow card or whatever, you miss that. But like a red card, because he still shot like a 41 with a red card, I just didn't even bat an eye. If it had been like a 15 or a 22, I'd have been like, <laughs> why did he score so well? Threw yeah. them out, two teams dead before the week went. And then, like, as a content guy, you look like a chump. But, like, I'm no expert in these leagues. But then, obviously, you know, I have a couple of, like, lineups that have been pretty heartbreaking. I've just realized we're doing this over the Europa League final. Or, no, was it the Conference uh, no. League? The Europa Conference. I am actually, I was actually a bit devastated when I realized. But I've been buzzing to come on the show again for a while. And, um, you know, like I said before, I'm, like, a not support. I like, I, like, follow Roma. So I've watched, like, every kind of game on the oh, way wow. there <laughs> but uh yeah just couldn't this week but yeah oh, it is it is know. a conference final so yeah we did have to <laughs> do, it, do it tomorrow but yeah ah look i appreciate it anyway we'll, we'll maybe see some live scores unless you don't want them but we'll move on to some of the things we're going to speak about so first up just having a look through the announcements in the discord uh first thing i want to do just to bang it out really early is this new referral thing right MLS referral rewards were announced today. We're recording on the Wednesday, obviously. Um, so basically, this referral event is for the next month, one month up to the 26th of June. And the referrer and referee will get a limited card from the MLS, and it will be a Tier 2 card guaranteed. So you're guaranteed Tier 2 MLS cards. So we promo with the MLS. Um, there's a few ways to look at this. You know, I mean... Well, I suppose first off, I'll say to people, if you haven't signed up to SoRare yet, <laughs> go and find my link. But if you're here, you're definitely already on SoRare. But um, I suppose it's safe to say, as a guy who makes money off the affiliate link, tries to hit it on YouTube, it's a big part of me to say what I'm going to do with my life. Um, it has dried up massively, as in signups are through the floor, like the worst they've been in a year and a half. So, so rare, obviously, seeing that data, it's not just for me. I've talked to a few other people. So they're trying to incentivize people getting involved, and that's fair. But I think we're, we're realizing maybe last year's data was a bit skewed because of the whole boom and whatever else and the boom that NFTs themselves were in. But I have a feeling that maybe this so rare game is going to be a bit more cyclical in terms of like, you know, like FPL, where end of the season comes, people switch off. July and August, people will all switch back on. I'm starting to feel that might be how it is because it's been pretty noticeable. You know, at the end of the season, things have just fallen off. Um, but what do you think about this? Do you care for it? Is it good? Is it bad? Are you indifferent? Yeah. I was actually manipulated by a lot of the tweet comments. I saw it and I, I, I just scrolled past it. I was like, yeah, unimportant to me. Cool for people that did it. Um, and there was kind of a little bit of backlash from more of the experienced players. Like, you mm. know, you know, you're paying out a unique still for 30. Like, it's, it's, it's just not worth it for, you know, you're going to get all these bots sign up, all the rest of it. And I was like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. see that, especially in D2, I think it is, where, you know, rewards aren't great. Um, and then, you know, the other side of me was like, this, I think I thought about it deep, and I was like, it's probably not that great at all, because what people do now is just spam their link out everywhere, and it kind of looks like scam. You know, if the yeah. first thing you see under a tweet about NFTs is a link, right, never click any links on NFTs, that's that's the golden rule. So people are just spamming it and they're trying to be helpful. Like, oh, sign up, you get a free card, I get a free card. Yeah, it just it just doesn't sound good <laughs> at all. Um, so I don't think it's a, yeah. I don't think it's a good strategy. I, I if I was to change it, I would say that like 
you have to be approved to go onto it a bit like the the affiliate program but yeah. the the barrier to entry for this one is a lot smaller like you don't really need anything you just need to um kind of be in check so you're not you know you're not spamming it and you know you're an upstanding type of person have yeah. been on so rare for six months or so i don't know yeah maybe not. yeah you something. know enough to help someone yeah something like that six months maybe. is a bit long but yeah i have just to say want... like sorry go for it sorry. You just don't want someone that has, you know, no idea of the game and like literally just wants a free card, just just putting it everywhere because it makes the makes the product look bad at the end of the day. And I can see why yeah. he would. Like, yeah. I like I have to say I'm guilty. Like I seen it and thought, okay, this is a new angle. Okay, they're trying something different. I gave it a re-retreat and said, look, no better time or whatever <laughs> else. Which is actually, do you know what? Now that I look at it, no better time does look a little bit like fuck up Nellis, doesn't it? There's definitely maybe do you know what maybe there isn't a better time it's the off season if you're looking to get into europe dip beneath there actually probably isn't really a better time if you're biased like us and believe in the platform long term now maybe it's the worst ever time maybe it all comes crashing down like a house of cards but okay when i read it back i'm like all right but i was i think i was kind of sitting on the toilet between a call and some I was recorded something with quinny earlier and doing something else and was like fuck it i'll bang this out because i don't really post my link on twitter i post it on youtube yeah. um so I banged it out, but then I went and kind of had a wee look underneath it at the comments, and I was like, oh shit, people don't seem to like this. <laughs> yeah. People don't like this. Um, <laughs> but look, it is what it is. Um, I think, like, the one thing it does guarantee is that you're not going to get a Champion Europe card, which, whatever, it's a tier two they're guaranteeing. Um, but then maybe so does that mean that, that... That means it was a tier three before, so... You know, yeah, I thought you maybe had a chance at, like, yeah. a tier two before. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's been, it's been I don't awful know. for a while. The the actual like referrals because there was a stage where I obviously was getting referrals rather than the affiliates, and I was like, they were like, you know, pennies, like less than a pound. Everyone, yeah. I was like, God, I feel really sorry for anyone signing up. But you know, back in the day when you referred, like you you referred me, but the link was broken, so it actually didn't work. Um, you were saying, Alex, that seemed... yeah, I know, yeah, kind of kill yeah. someone. <laughs> i'll tell you what it was because i literally watched like i referred literally like my work colleague that i was sitting next to and i was like look just sign up play the game i guarantee you're like you're a massive football fan i watched him sign up and then i checked like my things and he just wasn't signed up but it was something to do historically where you got clicked on the link and you could either click sign up or play and you had to click play so like 50 percent of people would click sign up because they're looking to sign up but um yeah they they were having none of it so you you've lost out i've lost out um yeah, because I know when I first signed up, there was an issue with mine for a long time where I wasn't getting anyone through the door. But I was getting loads of signups, but I wasn't getting any pay. And then, I don't know, maybe they told me they fixed it, but you never know. Maybe we were both shafted. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but look, that was a while ago. So look, I think just to move on from this, unless there's more you want to say, but no, from my perspective, they're trying something a bit different. Could they do it better? You know, maybe they haven't thought of the... Uh, like, do you know what it is? And this is actually something that kind of does piss me off about SoRare, maybe as a wider topic. Over the last however many months, their bottom line and their single goal and the only thing they seem to care about is getting people to click sign up on the website. They don't... And they they boast these big retention rates better than Netflix and whatever else. But the bottom line is, okay, there's a bit of work in the platform, whatever else, but like they care about the signups more than like 
it's it's be it's obviously what they're going for. They talk about these obscene numbers of signups or people who play the game, the followers of Mbappe, when really it's a fraction of that actually engaged in the platform. So I don't know where these retention numbers come from. But yeah, okay. It's good that you're trying something a bit different, get people involved, you know, promote the MLS, coming into MLS time. The other leagues won't be there. People coming in with their tier twos and maybe decide to build a team and blah, 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 blah. But equally, yeah, maybe the bigger picture has been overlooked here in terms of like the optics of it on social media and everywhere else in a time whenever NFTs are maybe getting a rough a rough time anyway. Um, I think it's one of those where you get people on both sides of the fence. Yeah, I mean, look, as someone that's like, you know, imagine you only had like a hundred pound team and you've now got the opportunity to get like a 10, 15, 20 pound player. You're probably pretty buzzing if you've got a couple of mates that might play or you know, mm. will enough to put a hundred quid, see what it's like. Right? Yeah, there's two sides to every story, but I think the company could have done a little bit better, really. Like they really had this referral system. Let's get, you know, something a bit, a bit better. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, um, you know, never a better time to join. Find my link. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to post it in the description. Don't worry. But you, you know where to find me. Um, so, <laughs> so that was the first thing. Second thing, let's move on. ETH Thresholds update. In the recent community event, they announced their plans to peg ETH Thresholds to a dollar value. It was going to be $50 of ETH in the top one uh, and $25 for the lower threshold. And they've accelerated that and they just hit it, which meant that this week people all got more ETH. You know, ETH has crashed, baby. People were going to get 0.02 ETH, which wasn't worth anywhere near what it was before. And now they've got like 0.0255, so like an extra 25% ETH or something. Um, Nice move from the company. Didn't need to do it. They did it. Um, I think it's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think pegging's great. <laughs> oh God, he was waiting for that one. <laughs> I know, I've been waiting all day. <laughs> no, um, it was, like it's it's one of these small wins we talk about. Like you know, so just take your easy wins. This is an exact, um, you know, example of this. It probably costs them so little. They've just moved their initial plans forward. It helps everyone. They got so much good attention. You know, everyone was you know loving it. It's a no loss. You know, more of these, please. AKA mm. banners. <laughs> Banners. banners. Are you a banner <laughs> guy banners. too? Yeah, Are you a course. banner guy too, or is it just yeah, me? Make them NFTs. Let me sell them. Get me one for winning yes, the divisions. Man. You know, um, it just. I just got so... my first win. Give me a winner's umbrella like Fortnite does. Exactly. I did discuss. I think it was on the drunk cast. Like winners jackets, like an NFT of a jacket, and you could actually trade it in or sell it for like a real physical jacket, and it'd look like you know really slick, like Adidas historical one, and then it'd have like a, a like a black line for winning the unique division, a yellow line for winning the limited division, so that it wouldn't say so rare anywhere except for maybe a little banner, so that if you went to a football game, you could see it. No one else would know what it was unless they played. That kind of like undercover marketing, I think it'd be banging. That is like so fun. You know, exactly. really yeah. fun and getting yeah. that jacket in the door. Yeah, I love. If you sat down a so rare employee in a room and you or someone high up and you said this, then they go, that's great fun. But they'll also say to you, we don't have the manpower to make that happen right now. Yeah. Outsource, man. You've got so many good connections. You're literally funded by some of the yeah. best venture capital firms in the world, right? You know, they're going to have connections. You're, you know, probably one of their, you know, cash cows. Get involved with them. Um, it, yeah. It's such low cost. I'd happily pay the shipping on, on it or whatever. And then you just mass produce them. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, clip yeah. this up, clip this up, send it to Nicholas. He sometimes replies to my oh, tweets, so that's great. I'm going to get a lovely bespoke little jacket made. <laughs> you know, the little stripe. You love to see it, a little subtle, so rare ball on it, not even the name. Ooh. Yeah. And then you know what we'll get on the back? The five players that won, but we'll have an artist draw them up in a slightly different variation <laughs> of the day or of the goal that is scored. Mm. Josh yeah. Doig, I can see him already. Maybe I'm getting too far. Winner's jackets, I love it. Oh, that's yeah. got me going. Yeah, it came um, from the golf, like, green jacket idea. Because yeah, you know, I'm a yeah. big golf guy, so I was like, yeah, green jacket, you know, football jacket. You know, works perfectly. Do you play golf? Yeah, yeah, play golf. Love golf. Big golf family. What, what's your handicap? Wow. I wouldn't reveal it on, on here, but uh, no, I'm, I'm dire at it. Like, you know. Oh, so you're, brother, you're like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fun golf player. My brother plays off like five and I would play off like 25 or something. Like, I just Oh, that's, that's bang on. We could go for a round then. and like we'd Let's get one done in London on the uh, community hole for hole. Segway, Alex, you did it for me. So Content on this creator. community meetup, a few things just to, I'm, I'm basically stepping ahead of the any sort of backlash in any respect. So you need to hear me out on this, right? And I want to hear your feedback, Alex, live. 5th of August, live meetup. Details 100% not confirmed, still semi-confidential because I'm trying to do it. But basically, I've looked into it all. It's all very well when it's big man rocking into a pub going for a pint and 10 guys rocking. That's no problem. That's not quite an event. But if you want to get a rake of people together, people to travel across the country, I feel like it's nice to put on a little bit of an event in terms of like having a little live drunk cast, that type of thing. Alex, you can join me on the stage if you wish. I would um, love to. Bit of a live drunk cast. I don't know what it'll be like talking in front of people in real life though. Um, you know, maybe do that for an hour. It's a long evening, break it up a bit, that give people a chance to land in if it was a Friday evening. But like, if you want to actually do something like that and have like a stage, lighting, audio, visuals, rent a space, insurance, security, a venue, I've looked into it. It's not easy. And the insurance one's imperative whenever you're on an event because I love opening myself up, going for a pint, doing whatever else. If you fall and hit your head, that's the bother. If I'm running an event that you're at and someone comes in with a gun and steals all our NFTs, I'm not becoming things like this. So what I'm getting at is like stuff like this. If I try and do this properly, I'm thinking of the future. I'm thinking of the fact that in two years, we're hoping so rare is huge. And I hope 500 people come. I hope it's not maybe the 50 to 100 that might show up this time. So there's the disclaimer. For that reason, there has to be a ticket with a monetary value attached. I'm not going to be trying to profit off that. Value, free drinks, put a bit of money behind a bar, whatever it can be, try and get so rare to hook us up with merch, maybe card giveaways. Try to make it worth people's while. I want to make that clear. Um, but what it is essentially will be an evening where a load of so rare managers can get together and have the crack. The other big reason there needs to be a ticket is if there isn't actually a commitment in terms of paying cash money for a ticket, people will say they're going and they won't show up and I'll book too many seats, order too much lasagna and coleslaw, and all of a sudden there's riots. Do you know what I mean? So you need to actually work out how many people are probably going to come and having a ticket makes that happen. So tickets will be a thing. More details will be announced soon, but I can tell you this for sure. There will 100% be a massive so rare meetup in London on the 5th of August for the kickoff of the Premier League season. And we can hope and pray that so rare get the Premier League in the meantime because it would just make it that bit more special. Um, so there's my pitch, Alex. Are you coming? I, I'll absolutely be there. You know, 
I would go just to like meet all of the people that, you know, have been in the community and, you know, helped you on the lineups, chatting, you know, so rare. It's just in it, good for that. The fact, you know, I obviously heard last podcast that you're actually trying to make it like this massive event. You know, I think that's great. I think, you know, you know, it have its own risks. Obviously, you run the risk of being cringy, boring, you know, too expensive, whatever. You know, if it's done right, this could be the perfect thing. I don't know whether you're trying to make it like the John Nellis thing or like more of like a so rare thing, but regardless, whoever like takes charge of it, it could be like a massive hit where mm. you just get more and more people each time. In terms of paying for it, that's a no brainer for me. Like you can't just come and get something for nothing. Like, you know, I don't know what kind of prices you're talking about, but it, this, like if you include free like drinks, roughly, meals, roughly I can throw it out roughly what's been talked sure. about. And again, I can't confirm anything, which is actually a really exciting part of this for me. Um, I'm hoping that next week I'll have a humongous announcement personally, but um, it's kind of ties into that. I'm not going to say anything, but bottom line is I think it would end up having to be 20 quid a ticket. There might be a way I can make like a percentage come off that in that 20 quid. I think there will definitely, there will definitely be a free drink included, which would bring it to like 15. Technically I'm going to try and get merch involved. I'm going to try and get card giveaways involved and I'll stick a drink behind the bar for everyone who shows up. So you're talking realistically, maybe it'll be net like a tenner you're paying or less if merch or giveaways happen to cover the lights been on, the rent of the venue, etc. Which uh, you do, you insurance don't need to security. You don't need yeah. to justify yourself that £20 is like un- deniable like people are going to travel like by planes like, even yourself if you're traveling by plane i'm sure that'd be like 150 so to add 20 pounds to that you know mm. that is the perfect price you know even if you go a bit higher you know it just get as many people there as possible and then i would even go higher i'd go like 40 and have a couple of events there so you know people that are there are keen to have a good time because the problem is i've went put... 40 before alex and it didn't work out well for me <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't i didn't agree with the, the previous one so hopefully there's some sense there but um no like yeah. you know getting so many randomers into a room together could be the worst experience ever if you don't have things to do so i mm. think it'd be better to go for like slightly higher and you have like i don't know like a penalty shootout for like a, a so record or you know other yeah. football related games we have like a, a big tv or a projector get on like one of the football games for um the premier league being back you know these things I'll ease people what, in like a like a drink. Yeah. yeah. What I'll say is with my history of meeting people all over the world from so rare, albeit in smaller groups, there isn't as much awkwardness as people think. So I think it's really important that if anyone's there and they're on their own and it's within their budget, they're free and they want to go and talk about so rare and get involved and get hyped for the new season, one hundred percent do it on your own. I'll take time to speak to you. Alex will take time to speak to you. Everyone will. People did it in New York. People rocked up in Manchester on the room when I was there. People rocked up in Spain on the room when I was there. Like, you automatically have something you all bond over. It's not that awkward. There will 100% be icebreaking side games, icebreaking side events. I think like a wee drunk cast could kind of be that as well. We won't dwell it out, be too self-indulgent. And you're definitely not paying to watch a drunk cast. It's just a something for everyone to kind of bond over. A few laughs, a bit of fun. Um, but look, I think I've plugged it enough. Anyone who doesn't give a shit about it or can't make it won't be there. But look, it's me trying to push the kind of so rare aren't doing a meetup yet. I'm sure they will someday. So rarecon.com is available. So rare. Um, <laughs> fuck web three. Um, but <laughs> if you, um, I, I'm just trying to do something a bit different. Look, it could fall and it's t- it could go tits up and everyone might hate it, but I don't think that happens. I think if people are available, if people can be in London, if people are from London or anywhere nearby, 5th of August, if you're there, come by, say hello, bit of crack, meet other guys. And look, relationships will come off the back of that and maybe people can have their own meetups then. Do you know what I mean? 
And like, I'll definitely stay for the weekend. I'll definitely stay Saturday. So, I mean, if it's a case of waking up Saturday, trying to go to a game in London or go to a pub, watch a few games in a more casual setting as well, that might be there. But I'm not organizing that because I don't want to be liable if someone falls and bangs their head on behalf of coming to meet John Ellis for the So Far So Rare podcast. Um, but look, I'm really excited. Hopefully nothing comes up in your life, Alex, and you're definitely there. Quinny said he'll endeavor to be there. And I had a lot of interested people when I posted about it on Twitter. I hope I've kind of, I'll keep justifying this 20 quid to the day it's actually there. Um, but I hope people can kind of see the reasons that I've put out. And look, to be honest with you, I have trolls that'll hate anything I do. And, you know, I think it's a case of anyone who doesn't understand why there has to be a ticket here. I probably don't want you to go. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not going to try and win you over. Go and do your own event for free. Um, so we'll continue on this announcement thing. You segued us into that. Nice one. There's something ticked off the list, but I'm really excited about that. Not to dumb it down or try and justify too much. I actually am outside all that. Really, really excited. I think it'd be good fun. Um, the next two are actually kind of along the lasagna coleslaw analogy route where, you know, it goes back to that old analogy where, you know, you would have liked your coleslaw with the lasagna when it came out 10 minutes ago. You're happy that the coleslaw is here, but it could have been out 10 minutes ago. It's this new scarcity filter and the new game lobby. Well, more than new scarcity filter. This scarcity filter, it's like, thank the Lord, but it's long overdue. So I don't really want to praise you too much for it because it should have been here a long time ago. But thank the Lord that it's finally here. Because by God, typing in super rare to that search bar or rare or limited to try and even build training teams and stuff drove me mad, man. You happy yeah, for it? Um, uh, yeah, exactly the same opinion. Like I saw an announcement that we have a scarcity filter and I was like, is that announcement worthy? Okay, move on. Yeah. that They, they know how much it pisses people off, I think, which is why it's like small wins. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Let's let people be happy about this. We'll move on, though. It's there. Brilliant. Um, new game lobby. They've recently rolled it out to all managers. That was today, 5.45 p.m. We invite you to share your feedback and suggestions. Uh, please tell us what you do and don't like. I'm going to be... They've switched, actually, which game week is open and which one's completed. It goes left to right now, um, which is just a small thing. I said this recently. I th- was it on a podcast? Was it in a video? Was it in a conversation? I hate it, but I hated the previous version when it first came out, and then I grew to love it. So I'm backing so rare's like research on this and testing that they're going to be right and that I'm going to love it eventually. But right now, I despise it because I'm so used to the other one. How do you feel? Yeah, pretty much the same. I don't want to judge it when you know I barely used it, and I was similar to you. I was like, oh, I'll never get used to this one. Got used to it. Uh, the only thing that does annoy me is like you know, they make these small changes that no one's asked for. Like, you know, no one wants the lobby updating. You know, they've changed the sides of left and right on what's a live game week and not what's not. Mm. Uh, last time they changed D1 and D2 to, you know, super rare, super rare. Just, just harder to understand, like super rare pro. Mm. and Yeah. So, okay, like, let's give it time. But can we please focus on rewards? <laughs> like, we, everyone wants the rewards fix. You know you need the rewards fix. Let's get yeah. that sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you see, the thing is as well, though, they're probably different departments. So Mr. Reward Guy must be dragging his heels or it's a bigger job or maybe they haven't employed him yet. But that doesn't mean that Mr. Graphic Designer UX Guy, like, it's not necessarily that he is the games, what is it, the game theorist or the game, what's the term they always use for that person? Game, economist. Oh. Economist, that's the word, the game economist. So like, 
the the UX designer or whoever it is has to keep going and working if he's been employed. So that's the only way I can think of this because things do come out that seem low priority, you know. Um, but I mean, all departments are going to—they're not going to like stop all departments till they get the right guy in every department, you know. No, I don't know. I, I would, I would just say, like, yeah. Obviously, we know rewards are a lot harder to do. Like, you know, how many games are there, or the rest of it. Anyone that's actually thought about it realizes how hard it is to do. But you know, mm. they've updated the game lobby three times before they've really made an impact, a positive impact on the rewards. So, um, if it is, you know, the UX team, that's great. There we go. There's time for someone to sort out some banners. You know, then there's time for someone to sort out some banners. That's the takeaway, Alex. Banners, logos, all the rest of it. Get us make those banners. NFTs. Yeah. Make them NFTs. What else can they do? Let's go and like make a, yeah, like banners, achievements. Someone get me the <laughs> bloody player and manager. I, I bought a one of a thousand just to get an achievement, and it wasn't actually one of a thousand. You had to get a one of a hundred. So that's how like oh, much I would love an achievement. Oh, a collection book. If you if I own twenty Celtic players, give me something Celtic related, whether it's a card, whether it's a banner, you know, something that makes mm. people go out and collect cards that are like useless and whatever. But I've got five Danny Parejos. Yes, you do. And I have the shirt. one. I have the one of a thousand, the game week two hundred, the ticket card, and the player of the year. I just hope next time there's like a one off special card that someone doesn't act the maggot with me. I will. I will wait and get it someday because no one else in the world wants it more than me. So like you're yeah. gonna get the best price off me. But just win it. I'm not gonna. Just win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The signed shirt. I'm excited. It's gonna go right here. Um. But look. Announcements, yeah, new game lobby. I think it's one of those we're all in the same boat. Everyone's probably going to say it's shit. They're going to change it about a bit. We'll naturally become more used to it. And the main question isn't if we like it. The main question is, is it more intuitive for new users? I actually don't really think it is, to be honest. Like, I don't know where to click here. I'm looking at it. I'm like, my teams, okay, tournaments. Okay, now I have to click the scarcity. And then have to do this and delete teams i don't know i don't like it but we'll see alex something that's been spoke about a lot in this pod podcast late and for that reason i'm not even going to contribute because i don't want this to go on for long because everyone it's, i don't want it to be an every week thing but you were very vocal recently about the ladies game the women's oh. football very vocal that's unlike me but uh I don't know. yeah all i'm saying is you're a sexist pig <laughs> yeah that's the thing i don't you know really care what people think i tried to put as much you know facts into my opinions to, to back them up but um to, to cut a long story short if you do want to read it it'll be you know on twitter somewhere on my page simply alex sr but um yeah it's just my biggest issue is that you basically increase the amount of cards there are on so rare the best thing about so rare is the fixed supply by increasing you know the women's game into it you basically double the supply of available leagues right if you just say you know two english leagues two spanish leagues in, in terms of male and female and then in order for that to not cause an effect on price you would need an equal and opposite demand and we just wouldn't have that for women, women's football like, of course people will play it people will buy it you know i would get involved myself but why are we opening up um the game we currently love with fixed supply for the sake of, you know, there's no real benefit. No one's ever said, this is why I really want them added. Mm. Um, and like I said, yeah, special weeklies where we mix in this baseball, golf, you know, whatever sports they bring out. Yeah. Class, like, you know, once a month, once every other month, but you know, to integrate it into the current system, just doubling the supply is an absolute disaster. I just don't really see how people 
would even consider it. The fact Sora considered it did scare me. You know, what happens? Do we add Serie B cards in there? Do we add under 21 cards in there? Let's just keep it the way it is. Even going beyond the, the top 20 leagues in the world scares me a little. But, you know, one Peruvian team isn't really going to do too much with damage. So, yeah, mm. that's how it is. I think that that is a point that hasn't been brought up, though. So it's nice that you've came at it from that angle. Because, you know, my initial point when you said that was like, well, what's the difference between that and adding the men's league? But realistically, the difference is that they've stated with the men's game that they aim for the top 20 leagues, which implies that there is a finite kind of goal. Now, will that trickle to 25-30 over time and maybe we'll get Irish league someday and maybe I can support a team from here at that time or like maybe we'll get something else? You know, maybe, but you're right in saying the women's game is on, you know, straight away. I don't know if all the same leagues have game. I don't know if there's a Belgium women's football and what sort of level it's played at but you do add a whole other supply that was never considered for people who made their original investment and on top of that i do get your point about the supply or sorry the demand like there is a demand and a huge audience for men's football that isn't there yet there for um women's football that will change on so rare because people will buy into that game and love it but if it destroys the game that they love or takes away from their initial investment they might resent it more um so I think there is a real opportunity to grow that game, and I, I 100% welcome that and think it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's a very delicate one, and I think mixing the two when it on a whim potentially is a bit dangerous. You know, it needs yeah. to be very carefully considered. But look, um, definitely another take on it that we haven't had over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, and just to, out there. everyone followed up with like, oh well, we do it very slowly. It's just just one at a time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, like a Peruvian league or whatever. But, you know, it's that total max supply. If you just, you know, doubled the total amount of Bitcoins in the world, it's going to cause a price crash. Not like, maybe not immediately, but when people realize, you know, you need the equal amount of demand now to keep the equal price, it's just not going to work. Um, mm. I really, really hope they don't introduce it. And yeah, like you said, you'd, you'd be screwed. Like I bought Messi because I thought I was getting the best card on the game. If they now bring out, you know, Messi and Messi and like the female version of Messi, it's pretty harsh on like someone that made like a big investment in it so yeah it doesn't make sense i think um i think the thing here is like we've talked about this for a few weeks now and i'm still to have anyone to come out with to me with a really solid counter argument or want to come on and have a scrap over it if anyone does exist please do because i really do want it to be a balanced conversation um so please come on i've had a couple of dms you'll know who you are um with a few fair points but like yeah, I, I just I, I want to see both sides, but we, we move on, Alex. Um, you said just in terms of oh, hint time with a big guest coming, hmm. big guest coming. We're two months big, out, bigger than this week's, mm, physically, probably the same. Okay, that's a tip. I don't know what height you're what height are you? I've six only feet. ever seen both of you on video, about six, are you six feet, foot. Yeah. Yeah. You're six two. I know this is this is why like you sit behind a screen. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I always think I'm like six two. I always think people mm. are midgets. I thought Quinny was going to be small. Quinny's like six two. Handle is small. We can have like one of those little sumo wrestling games, and um, you know, <laughs> the thing. If you're both six two, you'll probably weigh a little bit more. No, it's the ACL problem or whatever it is. It, you, know, <laughs> you mentioned it. It's all that charisma, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the huge penis. That's what the world comes with. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, no, you're right. You're right. But um, 
yeah, people always seem smaller in camera. I kind of looked at you and thought, oh, he's a wee five nine type of guy, but six two, geez, you're a big boy, Alex. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe <laughs> you've <laughs> you never are, seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, one way to tell. <laughs> so I would say, based on seeing this person on camera, I would say you're bigger. There's a hint for people, and they are a very big guest, one of the biggest we've had. There you go. It's two months away, so expect lots of annoying hints and to be kept on the edge of your seat for like eight weeks, but almost coinciding with the start of the new season, we'll have a guest. Um, is that a coincidence? Who knows? So um, let's see. You said recently you've been very hard on So Rare, and you mm. kind of wanted to give them some slack. I'll let you do that before I pepper you with questions. What did you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, even on here, we've been a bit disrespectful to a game that's obviously been you know outstandingly successful from you know financially number of users engagement everything um but you know there was a stage from october to february march where really nothing got done substantially if anything it got a little worse and um, it got so bad after all the complaining i was like right i'm not going to be like everyone else i'm actually going to take some money out so i think i held like an eth balance um and waited for the kind of March announcement. And yeah, you know, the March announcement was was good, not great. But, you know, there's little things since then, which I've been picking up on, which has just given me more confidence. Like um, when we're delayed in the game week or when there's a problem, Dan will say what it is in the announcements, how we're trying to fix it, everything else like that. There's a little bit more um, how would you, communication, which is all I asked for at the mm-hmm. beginning. So now we're there, what I consider the perfect time to buy my favourite cards of, of Challenger and Champion Europe cards. So yeah, I just wanted to say that I think, you know, I didn't want to look, you know, slagging them off the whole time. And then it gets to like cheap cards and I'm like, oh, put all the money in you can. Like, it's not, it's not just the the cards going down in value. It's like what I've seen from the team. Like even Nicholas has been, you know, better on the communication front. So, um, and, and small little changes, which kind of go unnoticed, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, no fair play. I think like, even just from my perspective, from podcasts like this, where every week I have to kind of talk about something with people, you quite often focus on the the, the issues or the big things. Yeah. And, you know, the, the big wins are celebrated and then they're very quickly forgotten about. So, like, you know, on podcasts like this, like tying that to the ETH, the ETH, pegging the ETH earlier, that's a really good move and a really nice thing that needed done. But that wouldn't be mentioned next week. We mentioned it there briefly for a minute. But the women's football drama is naturally brought up because I want to hear yeah. people's opinions. Whenever every, whenever it's something good and positive, it's almost always, yeah, we all love that. So there's not much to talk about. So inevitably on a podcast like this, you do become a bit of a Debbie Downer and you do dwell on things and bring up the same shit and try and delve in and solve the problems of the world. But, you know, all in all, I think my gallery speaks for myself. The amount do I have invested in this time-wise and financially. And, I mean, if you look at half the people who bitch, they're probably quite similar. Um, I think macro, we're all very bullish. I'm sounding like Gary V here. Macro, we're all very bullish and happy. Micro, at any one time, we can be throwing the toys out of the pram. Um. But you're right, you know, they are getting things right as well as getting wrong or not optimal. But, Alex, anything else before we hit some questions? No, I saw some good questions, so let's get into them. Let's get stuck into them. All right. Do you know what? I always try and pick questions. Like, No, we'll stick to it. I was going to say you pick them, but we'll go for the most liked, and then once I hit the most of the big liked ones, we'll, we'll let you pick a few. 
Orange Fly wants to know how many so rare mega tournaments he's going to win next European season. How many times you're going to tell him to stop fucking winning? Looking forward to hitting the podium with Celtic. You and Quinny converted me. Seriously, though, how did your first podium in under 23 limited feel? There's yeah. two kind of points there. Yeah, lots to, lots there, actually. Uh, I will say Bob Flynn is ridiculous at so rare mega. Really pisses me off. Um, I want so rare mega uh, rewards cut just to personally affect him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never won one. I've never got close. Um, and then he's supporting Soic now, thanks to you know me and Quinny. I think that's the joys of Sora. You know, a bit like yourself, mm. thinking you know that's a team I could follow. They score well, I can get behind them, and you know that's good. Um, and then how was my first podium? You know, I waited for so long. I got third place in U23s. I won all in Shimani and didn't really celebrate or anything. I've been a bit of a John Nellis, but uh, I, have, yeah, I, have an ex- yeah. I have an excuse. I went to see my like Scottish family for the first time in like three years. And there was like, you know, people I hadn't seen. So I was down. I wasn't even aware that I'd, I'd hit the podium. And then when I was, I ran upstairs and like hid in the door, checked who I'd won and then went back downstairs and just, <laughs> yeah, went on with the night. When I hit my first, first win, if I hit my first win, that'll be a big, big celebration. Yeah, I think I under-celebrated. And I think I under-celebrated because I kind of knew that the prize pool was shit. I didn't know who it got, but I kind of yeah. knew, even though it was a win and it was a Tier 1 Super Rare, if that had been an under-23 Tier 1 Super Rare, you know, the red panties are out, baby. It's it's yeah. hard to... I don't know. I mean, maybe I should have celebrated it more. It kind of caught me on the hop last minute, but you're right. There should have been party poppers. You know, there should have been... I should have actually... Do you know what, guys? I, I promise you this. You see, if you all make me famous from YouTube and like watch all my videos and engage in them all, and I become like a YouTuber, I'll do stupid things. Like I'll employ people to come in here and dance behind me when I win rewards and get fire cannons. I'm telling you, Alex, I'll push the boat out. But yeah, at the we've minute, seen that from your uh, ETH trading series. You know, there was there was some. Oh. You did push the boat out with that, and I want a lot more if it gets. You know, if you're this big famous face, and I have to be like, oh, he wants to invite me on his podcast. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream man that's a dream if so if we get to that stage so rare is done well um yeah. otherwise i'll just be a grumpy old man who talks about the the greatest ponzi of the 20th you know about, <laughs> <laughs> i got caught once and didn't learn my <laughs> <laughs> or living in a tree <laughs> you know anyway look let's hope we're famous someday um so that was one question um but yeah i i won my first star rare in a long time this week um and it felt good it did feel good it felt exciting i was excited for the reward and it feels nice to have won a guy now that's like yes he is quality and i can't wait to use him and i want him just in time that i have to wait two months sweat transfer new and then maybe use him so oh i've got someone i want to bring up Every time on your videos, you always wonder whether they're 23 or 24 or, or 22, whether they've got an extra season of U23, right? So rare to correct, tell you. Correct me if I'm wrong. If on the card they're 23, that means they end this July. So Carter Vickers says 23 on his card because that's why like Haaland was like a year younger than he actually was when they printed him. Oh, really? I think that's what it is. Um, I I fought that for ages and it, it worked and I, it might have not worked one time. That's why I'm not as confident. People will let us oh. know. That's why I say it here. I think the number on the card is basically how many seasons you got left. So 23 is one season, 22 is two seasons, 21 is yeah, three. And so like 23, you're done at the end of that season? Yes. Exactly. Like definitely in, yeah, definitely in terms of European cards and I assume it would translate to American and Asia's, but yeah, check that out. See if that works for you. 
do you know what? It's kind of broken my head already. I need to, <laughs> I'll, I'll go and dig. If anyone can tell me a concrete answer, if I don't, because I always go over to show rare data and look at like the, the top left and see like how yeah. many years left of under 23 eligibility. Yeah. Um, but if someone can give me a way that I know that if it says 23, he ends at the end of that season, that would be great. Um, but yes. Okay. On to the next question. Are you going to hit on Celtic? This is from Chani. Are you going to hit? I'd say Chani reacts well to a reward. I don't watch anyone's reward openings really. And if I do, I scrub to the end or I see what they've got, you know, I look at the comments or I check their gallery. Um, I'm an absolute shit YouTube. You are consumer. the worst type of person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I am really actually a really bad. <laughs> but if people make a podcast, I'll, I'll listen to the whole thing. And just YouTube, I'm not the YouTube guy because it's a dog walk vibe for me when I consume yeah, content yeah. or driving a car. Two things not conducive with um youtube but i'd say chani reacts well i'd say chani gives it the big one does he yeah he's had experience hasn't he like you know it's the whole mm. fifa pack openings and all the rest of it so yeah fair play to him chani if you're listening shout out um i'm gonna have to give it an element to chani i'll get a tank top <laughs> i'll get a tank top that's what i'll do i'll give it the full uh... chani next time um so he says are you gonna hit on celtic stacks as much as you hated on the fanard boys yeah, this is a great double question, even though he doesn't realize it. Um, I'll start with the Feyenoord stuff. So um, I was always just slagging off Feyenoord because they're such a good under-23s team and like would always destroy my lineups and stuff. And realistically, I didn't care at all about like Feyenoord. I just enjoyed the kind of vibe of mm. I'm going to cheer on my guys, you're going to cheer on your guys, and I'm going to like throw banter back and forth at them. So I'd always be like, yeah. God, I hope, I hope that Feyenoord stacks break their legs today or something like that. That's what really drives, yeah. That's what really drives me on, like that, like banter. And then the second kind of part, which I didn't realize, is that I was very strongly against stacking for a long time, and still kind of am. Um, but I like how I would do it. Is you know the the benefits of stacking are it's easy, it's fun, it gets you know casual players in the game, and you can get behind the team. And I don't want to take that away from so rare. I would say like if I had my way, I'd have you know limited division. You uh, let's say rare division. You can play whatever you want, as many as you want. Rare pro limited to two or one card from the same team but they've started to introduce that in the um limited specialist league mm. whatever it's called um and i really like that and just testing things in, in the specials i think that's fantastic please keep that up that's one of my favorite things that's that's come from the march announcement for me it has to be extra it can't replace because can you imagine why nwa if you try and move the goalposts like that, I mean, whatever you, whatever you think <laughs> well, about Blackpool, I'm sure NWA isn't going to get you much support on here, given you know how I Blackpool have been with saying, the rules. <laughs> oh no, not a rule that about... hurts Blackpool. <laughs> oh, God. If you think, exactly, you know that's the point. It's like whatever you think about Blackpool, whatever you think about NWA. The point, the fact of the matter is, it's the same across the board. There'll be people who've done that at different levels with teams, and you can't move the goalposts. You know, you just can't do it. I feel like it's too late. The horse is bolted. Can it be done for new divisions? Absolutely. Um, but John, I'll just add something. Can you change the scoring metrics? Matrix with enough notice. Hmm. Oh, but then that's I, I, I see what you're <laughs> I there, you slimy wee bastard. I got you. Yeah, when it's when it suits you and it's... your trench, you're all like, oh yeah, change the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah change it baby uh, um, <laughs> can you change the score matrix i think okay well listen i'm just gonna you're gonna say this is the exact same for for stacking i was gonna say if it is universally accepted that it would make the game not universally but majority would accept that it's going to improve the game i don't think anyone can say 
Trent is an outlier because Trent does so much for Liverpool that he still gets points. But fullbacks across the game, unless they get a decisive, don't have the upside that other positions on the pitch have. You know I'm very opinionated. Oh, I actually disagree. Like, yes, you know. Fullback tax. Fullbacks, yeah, there's a fullback tax, right? But when they score big, they're going to score your hundreds. What people compare them to is is ball-playing centre-backs. The problems actually with ball-playing centre-backs like Carter Vickers and Timber that do absolutely nothing substantial game, but because they pass into the final third, because like Celtic and Ajax both sit very high up in their defence because you know they dominate mm. the league, that gets them so many more points. Um, realistically, I think you nerf that and you know all of a sudden... Uh, center backs fall in line with wing backs and wing backs have the advantage of boom or bust where you know they get that decisive massive scores otherwise they don't and then that kind of you know kills lineups or makes them and it's whether you want that risk or reward where you're pushing for first and seconds or you're pushing for tier ones um consistently so you're saying nerf the carter vickers and timbers of the world not yeah the, i mean if you trends yeah like knock up actual defensive statistics maybe a little bit you know I'm not. I'm not the the best to talk about this. I'm sure someone like Techers has got like the numbers in his head of exactly how he'd change it. But in my mind, that final third passes from a centre back is just so overpowered for dominant teams like Bayern, Ajax, Celtic. Um, yeah, yeah. But then you're moving the goalposts. I'm just about to hopefully go out and get a Carvickers or a Starfelt for my most expensive buy, and someone wants to move the goalposts. I see. I see why it'd be so annoying. Yeah, um, I think again it is that it's like I'd hate to see them nerfed because it'll piss people off. Yeah. I think like nerfs are more likely to piss people off than buffs. Yeah. But then maybe I'm saying that because of Trent. Look, yeah. I'm incredibly biased, is that is the fact of the matter here. I'd love to see Trent not lose one point for every possession lost, lose point eight, lose point seven five, whatever it happens to be, point seven, you know, because it does feel harsh. But he, I feel like he's the outlier, and I feel like a lot of fullbacks piss away possession, but aren't as good as him, so they don't get the chances created, the attempted assists, whatever, to buff up the game. But yeah, anyway, well, all... I think it is an interesting point. If we take away specific players and all changes to the mechanics of the game in terms of scoring matrices, stacking rules, substitutes, etc., how on earth do you implement that? How much time is required? Yeah, it's just silly. As I think any of them can happen if you give enough notice, like changing the AE threshold, changing the fact a rare keeper is needed. We all kind of yeah. agreed that that was because needed. we knew it was coming, though. That spent over a year in development, you know. Well, you could say that we've known that fullback tax has to be changed and goalkeeper possession losts and upside Go- needs to be I, changed. I would agree goalkeepers, but I really struggle to argue a, a case for, for, for wingbacks when the best defender in the whole game is a wingback in Trent. So you know, you just make the best card better, you know. I see, I see, like, you know, on most cards, whipping balls into the box, it's a little bit harsh. Um, mm. But then again, you know, if you whip in, you know, 20 balls a game and then you get a decisive off it, you're still so much better off and you've given the ball away 20 times. Um, mm. it, it's tough to say, I, it really is. Do you know what, though? Now that When I look at Trent, he does surprise me. Every game, even though he isn't getting decisives and he's given away 30 points, he can still hit 50s and 60s consistently. General. Yeah, and do you know what it is? It's 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 the jewels one. I think, and I think pretty much learned this off your video. I think I uh, Techers was saying that you get a jewel one if you're above the pitch. So like someone like Hakimi, who I own, he takes on a lot of people because he's so quick, and that's a jewel mm-hmm. one. So these wing backs, yes, they're taxed for their actual cross, but they're also gaining an advantage when they're overtaking players that you know 
Hakimi versus some left back who's fat and old in the French league. It's just not fair. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's such a fine thing to balance. The keepers are a disaster. You know, losing possession for one thing but not gaining it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a dice throw. It would be nice to see a bit more upside in goalkeepers. I mean, they're a good leveler, but I almost think like... I don't know. I feel like goalkeepers have more... Maybe this is just me full of shit. It's a mental thing with me. I think this has no nothing actually behind it. But I always feel like goalkeepers have the ability to make or break lineups so easily because they're either a 35 or a, a deci- or like a good score. In fairness, maybe that's whenever you have good goalkeepers who play for dominant teams. When you have goalkeepers at mid-table teams, they're probably more likely to get a few saves and shoot a 50 more often yeah. than not. Well, th- well this, is my problem. this is my problem trying to top, like, say, under 23. Um, the best goalkeepers I've had is like, Diogo Costa from Porto, and he would consistently just get 60s or 30, or 35s because he doesn't do anything. He either concedes or keeps a clean sheet because you know pretty like good defence that keep keep a lot of the ball out. And it's like I'm I'm much better off having someone like oh um, who's the Turkish guy or you know any any mid tier team who who's playing a difficult team. So they're either going to get a, you know 15 because they conceded free or like a 90 80 because they save loads of shots and you know. Mm. penalty saves all the rest of it so goalkeepers are a mess like i would just change that and and see how people react to that but like you said give it three months right based on time here i actually have to go to work which is a real shame in like 15 minutes but answer this one for me quick it's from doge sports why don't you consider selling your board ape and mutant and buying a jota unique have you ever thought of just going balls deep like that 100% 100% yeah like I said it's just not like an investment mindset like you always want to be as diverse as possible so mm-hmm. the mutant goes a the, the mutant goes up a lot more than so records do in like a, a bull market and so records do a lot better in a, bar, a bear market and it helps you not be bothered about price changes like it's actually far more beneficial to me to just mm-hmm. forget about it all because I'm a little bit diversified even though it doesn't make complete sense they don't work in opposites like like a commodity versus a stock or something but yeah uh no the, the mutant is only going to a house which is a complete diverse investment because i don't have one <laughs> of yeah, yeah fingers crossed La, last question i'm going to say jay fraz excellent guest question following the implementation of underdog and specialist leagues how would you like to see the limited tournaments further evolve to get better utility out of your gallery yeah thanks for the compliment jay i'll say also great guy <laughs> um Honestly, I'm gonna be just circle jerk here, a little <laughs> triangle jerk. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I will say, like, I'm I'm really happy with the limited cards. Um, you know, we've got so many options to play them in. I'm not looking for too much more. If anything, it's just rare pro, but it's not for my use of cards. It's for the game, right? As a company, they should want me to spend more money, and they've really given me no money, no reason to. Sorry, like, it's better to like spread out for me in in, in a D5 limited as much as I can. So. <sighs> maybe limited pro but like i said I'd, I'd put more focus on d2 because from what i hear from the whales like john and everyone else is that the rewards are just <laughs> awful what? yeah yeah am i a wheel yeah i don't know yeah relatively i suppose it feels yeah. weird saying that but um yeah d2 i mean like jesus come on there's some nice rewards but tiago santana that wasn't even d2 though but anyway Regardless of that, I do. I would love to see limited pro. I just think it makes so much sense. I'd be surprised if they don't, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't either. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, who have a comfortable limited gallery and can't quite afford five rares. 
Exactly. I mean, yeah. come on now. You have to give them the incentive. Now, I get that you can win with your limiteds and specialist and whatever else, but like being able to use two rares, the only issue is the XP. Um, but maybe you you they come up with a solution for that because they're the same kind of XP bonuses, don't they? And start at the same. They should they should yeah. have made that different at the start. But um, yeah, I think a, a limited pro, I I'd love that because I would be able to play that a lot, um, and I would play that. But um, Alex, and look, sorry. we're coming towards. Go for it. Go for it. Limited pro makes it easier for the um the smaller people coming into the game as well. Like currently they're competing against you know like Nanzo from last week. Um, that that's like you know a proper whale playing in that division. It just makes it slightly easier if you move people up. Um, I'll put my best cards in limited pro. Makes it slightly easier in limited for you know mm. slightly lower budgets. I think it helps everyone. I don't think you'd see much backlash from it. Obviously, split the rewards is, is the only problem. But yeah. Yeah, rewards. Yeah. But um, no, I hear you because I would be sticking my best limited cards into pro with my some decent rare cards and then going yeah. at that hard. Um, but look, um, that's it for this week's questions. Guys, thanks to everyone who submitted them. We hit most of them. There's a few left there. Look, thanks so much for, for posting them. But um, unfortunately, time is of the essence this week. The 137 game. So last week, Ananzo picked Teo and Rafa. So Teo Hernandez and Rafael Leao. For a total of 158 points, which was 21 over the target, which means there was 29 euros left to go to charity. Add that to the previous week of 19 with a pot of 48 quid already in two weeks. Alex, what are you going to win for charity? Are you going to be a chump? Give me the players you're picking. Now, I will say I've watched, I think, every uh, So Far So Rare podcast, and I am the only guest to not have their previous score read out the game week after. So don't screw me again last time. What happened? I'm pretty sure, like, I haven't watched it back, but I'm pretty sure at the time, you just never read out my score. And thank God you didn't, because I got, like, 50. It was embarrassing. But yeah. Maybe I did you a favor. Maybe I was yeah, just sorting you out. Yeah, maybe, like, fucking embarrassing. Like, he, makes it, he makes YouTube videos. I don't want everyone to think he's that bad at the game. Like, help this kid out. But, um, no, obviously, the leagues, my leagues that I focus on have just finished. But I put together a little a little summon summon. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay. So, Kosai Tani in goal. Expecting... Yep. Expecting the 50. Cool. Uh, Tony Cruz rolling around the midfield against Liverpool. He used to be the postman, puts up 80s every game. He's now dropped for some reason. He, he puts 50s. I can live with that. He'll, he'll go back to himself soon. So that's another 50. Camavinga uh, is going to come off the bench and get 37. Oh, this is our first ever triple, triple player entry. I love it. Triple? I've got four. Um, and then oh. with... <laughs> Wesley Morales is going to do sit on the bench in Brazil and get zero again. <laughs> you scumbag. I can't believe it. I can't believe you told me that dirty. I was like, why is he picking another one? He's got 50-50 in a bench player. Why is he picking another one? You're some scumbag. I swear. I, really I hope I really Wesley am. comes in and steals money from charity. He's probably injured, but I hope he comes off the bench and screws yeah. you. But yeah. um, Alex, I do have him. Story. Just so we're clear, I, I did. I think when he went to Brazil, I was like, "That's a great buy." Um, and then the man. I got thought that when he went to Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that Van Dijk player is not that great anyway. It's not like they've had the best season ever, and yeah. Andy, Andy, I love that. I love that story. Andy, yeah. that's the thing. 
I remember the podcast, it, I think it was Quinny and Hendo, where they're like just laughing at you and you were trying to defend it. Like, no, because if he becomes this good player and challenger and they were oh. just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, listening, like, John, you're off your rocker. <laughs> I fumbled into it more than ever. Pavel was yeah. licking his lips. His wee tail was wagging. He was fucking over the moon. Got it yeah. done. And then messaged into the boys. I think I messaged him before I did it and was like, lads, I'm thinking of doing this. And they were like, I don't know about that one, John. And I was like, fuck it, I've done it. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. What I would say is that if you're getting into so rare, try and surround yourself with like that friend group <laughs> or people you can like oh, literally yeah. give give advice to and say like, you know, I'm thinking of selling this player because I've done it with like, especially my German player, someone like Niftio. He's so like, um, he's got so much knowledge and he's so friendly that I've asked him and he's just been like, I think you'd be an idiot to sell it now. And then I left it two weeks and I was like, God, I am an idiot if I was to sell it now. Yeah. And like, I do the exact same anytime someone asks me. I'll give like my honest opinion on what I think things best. And you know, that's how you help each other grow. Same with like DMPs and stuff. But yeah, everyone does that. 100%. 100%. Go and get involved in the community. You can find us both on Twitter. Guys, thanks for watching or listening. Please do like, subscribe wherever you are. And we will see you next time. Bye bye. Cheers.